Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now, let's dive right in. Welcome back to Goodness and Gracious, ladies. Uh, we took a short break to prepare for a schedule change, and our hope is that um, we will be able to meet with you um, twice a month instead of just once a month. And when I say we, I mean me, Chrissy, and me, Renee. We just completed our five-segment series, Far Above Rubies, A Proverbs Perspective. And I don't know if that helped you. It helped me. Uh, but I can say that it was a tremendous blessing to me and was really a step or should I say a leap in my sanctification journey. I've got a ways to go, but I'm working on it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I think we'll have that ways to go for a very long time, oh, yeah, but I definitely feel changed after that, oh. that segment. So we've entitled our new series, Fear. It's just what we need. We need not fear. Sounds just about as clear as mud, right? We are hoping that taking some biblical truths, we can clear that up for you and for ourselves. All right, we're going to start off with the story. It really blessed my heart the first time I heard it. I've heard this story twice now and just, it, I don't know, it just really registers with me and I try to, to live by it. Not that I'm doing a good job of it, but I try. It's like every moment of our lives are lived while standing on a ladder leaned up against the top of a barn. And we're told as believers, if we would just walk across the peak of that barn roof, we will have victory. Yet we look down and we know just how clumsy, how wobbly we are in our walk. And this ridge pole of the barn is paper thin and razor sharp. It is in fact impossible for us to cross this ridge pole. It cannot be done. However, we look up and there's a guy named Fect. And he is standing there telling us that, Though this is impossible, he has just done it. He has perfectly and successfully walked across the razor-sharp edge flawlessly. And although we are totally incapable of crossing, if we will get on his back, if we will allow him to walk us through, if we will simply trust him to get us across this impossibility, we will, in fact, make it. All we have to do is trust, have faith, in what fact has just told us. And it sounds wonderful. It sounds like everything we could ever want. Yet, as we are almost convinced, we hear a noise from below us on this ladder. And down there below is another character named Experience or Fear. Experience is telling us to look at just how high up we are. Look at how wobbly our stride is. Experience says to remember Aunt Martha, who you prayed for, but who died anyways. Remember this time in that situation where you prayed and it didn't happen, where you hoped and nothing happened? And so experience or fear who has your attention is attempting to persuade you to come down off the ladder to the ground of reality where it is safe. And here you are up in the air on the ladder directly between fact and experience or fear. No one else can make the decision. No one else can make the choice for you. The question of every moment of your Christianity is this, what are you going to do? Are you going to allow your life to follow fact and with faith get on his shoulders to cross the impossible ridgepole? Or are you going to allow experience to dictate your faith and slowly come down to failure on the ground where it is safe and seeable? 
And this is literally where we live as believers in every trial, in every situation, every circumstance, even in our salvation. Do you recognize that the Bible says we have to be perfect? We have to be completely perfect just as God is perfect or we cannot be saved. Experience tells me I can't. Experience convinces me that my perfection is a joke and laughable. Experience reminds me of his failure and his flaw. And yet fact says I am blameless. Fact tells me I'm justified just as if I never sinned. Fact tells me I am righteous. I am right as he is. And so up there on the ladder in the air, I have a choice to make. Will I fall for the antics of experience? Will I walk in life believing I am worthless in a failure in a flop doomed unto heaven? Or will I believe in what I cannot see? Believe the impossible. Will I believe that Christ is in me and I in him? And just as he sits perfectly at the right hand of God, I sit with him perfectly in heavenly places, even though I can't see it, even though I can't feel it. Those are the facts. And as such, will I walk through life with my head held high, my faith in the work that he finished, desiring more each day to bring his kingdom to this earth as it is in heaven, to bring my perfection to earth as it is in heaven a little much more each day. Sorry about that. Yeah. It just gets me every time. Yeah. <clears throat> That's very good stuff. It is very good stuff. What is fear? I think I got this from the Webster Dictionary. But it's an unpleasant emotion caused by being aware of danger, feeling of being afraid. So I think that um, we like to manipulate the word fear. And we like to use it in the context that most benefits us at the time that we're using it. Um, let's take Kaysen and Catlin. When they are afraid of something external, roller coasters, the night, the wind, a storm, I like to tell them, and boldly, I might add, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Um, that's from 2 Timothy 1.7. The scripture reads, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. See, it's very easy for me to say to them, because I am not afraid of roller coasters. I'm not afraid of the night. I'm not afraid of the wind or storms. Have I had fear? Certainly. Do I still have fear today? Yes, more than I should. <laughs> and my example of this or my testimony of this would be um, probably going on a year and a half, almost two years. I've had a lot of health issues. And because I don't really know what's going on 100% fear, every time I get this hurting or this pain or this sickness or this, this, that, and the other. It doesn't really matter what it is. Fear sets in. Drives me absolutely crazy. I get irritable at myself because I let the fear come in. And I've had talks with the pastor. I've had talks with my son. I've had talks with friends, with family. And they're like, we really believe you're fine. You know, it, it's, it's probably just this or whatever. But yet, just like in that story, I go by the experience. Um, for one, I have been having a lot of issues with like chest pains and, you know, hurting different places. And I think, oh my goodness, I'm having a heart attack. To me, that's a big fear for me. Um, heart issues run on my dad's side of family, especially. I think it might run on my mom's a little bit. So when something comes up, here comes the fear setting in. 
And so many times I've even mentioned to Gary, like, you know, go to the hospital, whatever. And he's like, you're fine. You're not having a heart attack. And I'm like, what if, what if? Well, there's the issue. What if? Yes. Our thing is our mind needs to settle down. And I go to the scripture of where we read, I think it was in Philippians when we were doing our scripture of Philippians 4, 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And I was talking to Rachel the other day about something. And she's like, Mom, get your piece of paper out. Start writing down whatsoever things are true. Yeah. And I did that and I sat there and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. So a few days went by and I did it again. And, and I mean, it's just, it's just such a blessing for me to be able to, you know, try to find things I can try and overcome these fears. So ladies, you are not alone in this fear. Me and Chrissy sitting here, we have our own fears. Definitely. Um, that's just one of mine is, you know, a lot of health issues or whatever. And I mean, I always tell Gary, if I just knew my heart was good, I'd feel comfortable. But then I think, would I, would I still feel fear right. when I feel that little twinge or does that make sense? You know yep. what I'm saying? So I just want you ladies to know that you guys are not alone in this, that me and Chrissy are there with you. We have not strived to be able to overcome fear the way maybe we should. Yep. Definitely. So, and Renee and I were talking, you know, um, today Satan just loves when we fear and what, what he absolutely loves more than us having a fear is when we react to that fear. Right. Um, he just has a field day with that. And that's definitely something that um, probably we should remind ourselves of when those fears start to creep in. So in the daily devotional, I know I've brought this up several times um, about the daily devotional that we're doing. Um, yes, it is definitely very good stuff. Um, it's Paul Chapel's disciple. Um, but I read these words um, and they were stop me in my tracks type of words. And um, here they are. Fear is found in our hearts, not in what we see around us. And I absolutely could not believe that Paul Chapel was calling me out like that. I really, really couldn't. And I say that jokingly. But the fact is, it made so much sense and so resonated with me. And this is kind of where I came up with um, wanting to do um, a podcast on fear. It's like a light bulb went on and it all started to become so clear to me. Um, this was a learned fact for me. Fear derives from things that we have or have not settled in our hearts. We may think that we have settled certain things, even the good things, but our fear does not lie. Well, that's, I mean, we was in Sunday school this morning and we were talking about our minds and this and the other, I guess it kind of goes with this. Is like in my mind, I know I'm not supposed to fear. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm not fearing, but it's my heart that's doing the fearing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. like I have not learned this the yep. way I'm supposed to be learning this. Yeah. And so if if it's what we have or have not settled in our heart i think that's the part that resonated with me because i'm like i i don't have to be like this i'm choosing to be like this exactly. and i don't have to be exactly and that's that was the hardest thing for me when i felt like paul chapel was calling me out <laughs> i was like i don't have to be like this you know and it's like the example of i do not fear the night 
I have settled it in my heart that the night, just like the day, belongs to God. He is there just as much as he is in the day, so I have no fear of that. Callan has not settled that in his heart, nor does he at five have the complete ability to do that. He doesn't have enough experience with the night to determine that God is there as he is in the day. So he's, he just doesn't have the ability to do right. that right now. Callan is also afraid of the wind. I would have to venture to say that he's more afraid of the wind than he is of the night. Because of experience. Because of experience. Yeah. That's exactly right. And wind, that can be a scary thing to a little boy that opens the back door of the church only to find that the door pulls him out as if he were some kind of rag doll hanging on by a thread. That actually happened to him. Right. So he has settled in his heart that wind equals bad. And Callan needs his relationship with Christ to grow. He also needs to be taught what the truths of the word of God have to say about fear. Um, if we don't teach them what the Bible says about fear, right. they're never going to know. Mm -hmm. I, however, love the wind. I like a good windy day and a good windy storm. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I absolutely love it. To have the wind blowing in my hair, I absolutely love it. And it's so hard for me because... We'll walk out, you know, the days we'll walk out of the church and it's very windy and Callan's like, hold my hand or I don't want to go out, you know, and I walk out and the wind's just blowing, especially in the summertime when it's nice and warm and it's blowing through my hair and I just love it. So I'm trying to tell him how good the wind is. And I think that and even I have even brought up God, this is God. He created this, you know, um, does it have the ability to be destructive? Yes, it has the ability to be destructive, but. It's a good thing. It can be a good thing. And you have to settle in your heart that it's not bad. Right. So having your heart settled does not mean that you run headfirst into danger. You know, I love the wind, but you will not see me running towards a tornado or your, towards a hurricane. Your son would, uh, my but... son would. My son would. He has settled in his heart. Yes. And when I talk about my son, it's CJ. It, Lucas is the same way. He is the same way. Um, I He has settled in his heart that tornadoes are great. <laughs> I have not done that. <laughs> so along with being settled, God has also given us discernment. You know, I believe that discernment is the crossroad where faith and reality greet each other with open arms. You take your faith and reality and come to discernment. We certainly do not believe that nothing will ever go wrong or that nothing bad will ever happen. But when our faith runs smack dab into reality, at the crossroad of discernment, we can have full assurance that the God of the universe, the God that we serve, is in control of that situation. And there's not one situation that he's that's out of his hands, that's right. out of his control. Right. But yet in our minds, we fear, we worry, we doubt that he's going to take care of us. Yeah. When he's proven himself over and over and over, just yeah. like the song he, we sing, he's never failed me. Can we prove one time that he's failed us? No, because he's with us yeah. every day, every exactly. second of the day. But yet in our minds, we think, oh my goodness, you know, where's God? Where's, you know, when we know he's there all along, holding us or carrying us or whatever yeah. it is. He's still been a good God to us. Oh, amen. So let's get real. Can we do that? I may not fear roller coasters or the wind or the night, or storms, but I do have fears. I fear roller coasters. 
<laughs> Renee feels, listen, I'm going to tell you what I tell Kaysen and Callan. God has not given us a spirit of fear. Yeah. <laughs> and that is very easy for me to say to you right. in something that I don't have a fear of. I, I used to write them. I used but to write you, them yeah. yeah. It just kind of does something to me. So. so truth be told, I feel like I have overcome a lot of fears, but I am not naive enough to believe that I have overcome them all. Some of my fears, I'm going to get real. Rejection. Um, I feel that that stems from the childhood that I had, um, the life experiences with my parents. Um, I was raised by my grandparents. I watched kids um, be precious to their parents. It's very hard, very hard to deal with. And so I built a wall that caused me to um, not give that way for rejection. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. um, there are some people that I have let in over the years um, because they've proved me to me over, over and over and over that they've been there for me and, that, and there is no rejection there. But I still have that. And it's something that I deal with on a daily basis. Uh, losing a child or a grandchild. This has been something that I have feared since I started having kids. Um, now I, I, I look at it differently because when I was, when I was having kids, I was lost. So um, I prayed to a God that did not know me to not take my kids away. Um, now I pray to a God that does know me and knows exactly what I need um, to um, protect my kids. And, and even more than losing my kids to... Um, death or grandkid to death sin is the major thing for me um it's i've i feel that god has impressed on my heart to take it uh, claim my responsibility in guiding them in his word and what truth is mm -hmm. um i have fear of myself i know me um i know where i compromise i know my bad habits i know everything about me and i have a fear of me now God has proven to me over and over that if I allow him to be who he's supposed to be, I don't have any reason to fear myself because I'm going to let him have control. But it's it's still there. So I think a lot of, I mean, you've only hit a few or whatever, but in, in the ones that you've said, I think it's okay for the fear to always be there. It's just you don't let it control your life. Exactly. That's the key. And that's some, on some of my fears, that's where I have not learned yet to let it control my life. <laughs> I'm working on it, Lord. <laughs> I, I feel like in my weakness, in my, um, just all I can say is weakness in my inabilities, um, God still has placed within me a caring to not be some of these things. So like, um, being a failed example, I do not, I want, I do not want to fail as a Christian. You know, I want to, because I feel that I will ultimately stand in judgment for that. Um, and when I say it as a Christian, I mean, as a wife, as a mother, as a meemaw, you know, as a friend, all of those things are so important, you know, and I do not want to fail in those. And I have a fear of that 
which I can think can be a good thing or a bad thing. It, it but it can't run my life. Right. What about the future? Hmm. <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> yeah, the future. I mean, the way the world's going. Now, yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. So we win. We do. Yeah. yeah. So that's rooted and grounded in my heart. But what does the future look like? You know, it probably doesn't look like anything that I can imagine. Um, I believe that. I mean, Tom and I had this discussion the other day. We talk about how um, people are scared about what the future looks like. And I just I just had to say it's not pretty because you cannot get to the point where um, Jesus is coming back without it looking like really bad to where Jesus needs to come back, you know? So for me, I, you know, I, I try, that's probably less on my fear list. Um, but what, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. Fear of not knowing what something looks like, like you say all the time, if you just tell me, Lord, what (laughs) it's going to be so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) One of the fears I had, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people did was this COVID last year when it first come out nobody knows anything about it you have no clue what's going on i fear well for one i was watching the news number one mistake just saying yeah but i was watching it so much and reading so much that it brought such a fear upon my life that it was controlling me i mean i didn't go to the grocery store i didn't do this i didn't i didn't want to come to church we i was glad that we closed down in a way that that makes sense Mm -hmm sad and glad at the same time yeah but it brought such a fear over me and i know it wasn't of the lord it was of satan fear is a liar you know and i had to get control of that it was not easy yeah but i had to get control of that because it was just it was really really taking a toll on my life and um for the first thing i stopped watching the news and listening to anything and reading anything i'm like lord it's yours you know if i'm gonna get it if that's what takes me out so be it you know you're 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 just you're right in all that you do. Right. So that was something I had to overcome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think everybody had that fear. No, nobody knew what was, what was going on with it. So I think that COVID was a major concern. I stopped watching the news as well. I stopped listening to anybody because at some point, knowledge is not power. <laughs> I'm, I'm a firm believer that knowledge is power, but certain knowledge can be crippling to right, you. And that's kind of where I was. I didn't want to hear about it. I wanted, I wanted God to show me what was right, you know, and I believe that when I asked him that he came in, he, he didn't fail me. So another thing that's on my list and some people would be surprised probably to know this because I do love roller coasters. I have a fear of heights. (laughs) Um, so that seems less spiritual, but in all reality, when I think about my fear of heights, it kind of goes along with um, Kaysen's fear of a roller coaster or not wanting to do something. Callan, definitely for Callan, a fear of the wind. To me, that seems ridiculous, but there are some people that would look at my fear of heights and go, that's ridiculous. You know, so I, I guess looking at your fears, trying to look that look at them through another lens, someone else's lens um, is good too. So I guess my question is, um, like the experience of Callan with the door. Um, my mom is afraid of caterpillars because someone, when she was younger, threw it on her or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And she's scared of them now. So it's like things have happened in their lives that caused the fear, but yet there are other fears 
of the unknown and what ifs. Yeah. So is there like different categories for fear? Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, warranted fears and unwarranted fears. So just because we're afraid of something that we don't know about doesn't mean that that's a warranted fear. You know, we that, and that's just, I think that there are definitely different categories for fear. Um, do I know all about that? No, I do not. But we're learning together. I'm so fearful of snakes and skunks. <laughs> <laughs> not because I've had any experience with them whatsoever. But I mean, snakes is just kind of a natural thing. Skunks, don't ask me why, because I just don't know. <laughs> do you have a, you have a fear of being stinky? <laughs> I'm thinking that's what it is. I'm afraid they're going to spray me. I mean, there was one time, I'll give you an incident. But we were in... Uh, I think West Virginia at a cabin or something. And we were, it was the day we were supposed to leave. And I look out and there's a bunch of skunks out around my car. And I told Gary, I says, we're not leaving until those skunks disappear. <laughs> I'm not going out there as long as I see them. <laughs> I don't know why I said this all, but you know, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm just being real with you guys. <laughs> so every time I start to fear, I keep coming back to those words this is coming from what is in my heart, the things that I have failed to settle or that I was comfortable enough to leave unsettled and not from reality. Every single time I keep coming, I love that devotional because it really just set that in my mind as a reference point to go back to every single time I start to fear. And we discussed some different fears that we have and one of mine was failure. Okay. So as an example, um, failure, that can mean so many different things to so many people. But what does the fear of failing mean to you? I mean, for me, failure is um, not being what God has called me to be and someone else suffering because of that. That's, that's what I consider failure. Mm -hmm. um, and that can cover a broad range of things. Right. So failure for me would be not doing something that God has asked me to do because I use the excuse of was that God or was that in, within myself? Yep. So we have, we've been discussing in our Sunday school class with the kids, um, using what God gives you and being for God, what you're supposed to, to be. And what does that look like if you don't use what he has given you and, if you are being contrary to what his word says, he will take things away from you if you don't use them for him. And he will also, he, there's also a punishment. You know, we talked about Saul and how he couldn't wait for Samuel. So he sacrificed, um, he did the sacrifice himself. And because of that, God took his kingdom away, you know? So um, I think that that's failure to me. You know, not being able to do something for God because I failed to do what I was supposed to do or I did something I wasn't supposed to. Mm -hmm. So I came across another devotion pertaining to fear and in particular failure due to fear. It talked about General George Patton being interviewed after the successful invasion of Sicily. He was renowned for always being on the attack. When the interviewer praised his courage, General Patton replied, Sir, 
I am not a brave man. The truth is, I am an utter craven coward. I have never been within the sound of gunshot or in sight of a battle in my whole life that I wasn't so scared that I had sweat in the palm of my hands. In his autobiography, Patton wrote, I learned very early in my life never to take counsel of my fears. And it just seemed like (laughs) reading that devotion day after day, it was something that God was giving me. And I'm just like, why? I feel like I'm being beat over the head with this. Not a coincidence. Yeah, I know. It's not a coincidence. And I'm like, and I, I've always wanted to understand fear. And it's, it's funny how just a couple sentences can make you change the way you look at things and resonate with you. It's just weird. So whether you are in a brand new relationship with Jesus Christ, or you have known him long enough to fall head over heels in love with him, you have, meaning you have, he has given you the ability to not have to take counsel of your fears. From the very get-go, the Bible is clear about what we can do with our cares or fears. First Peter 5, 7 says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. I think it is very evident that in the time we are living in, there is no shortage of people who have a fear of sickness, COVID or otherwise, and the unsettled time that we are living in. I know that we alluded to this just a little bit ago. I have no intentions of getting political because it really doesn't matter what side of the fence you are on. That being said, there are fears on both sides. And it says a lot about who we are when those fears rule and reign instead of the authority of God's word having its proper place. Just like we discussed when we were talking about our fears of COVID, what this meant, what that meant, you know, we need to go back to what God's word says. We need to replace our fear with what we know is the truth. Exactly. So let's talk about the times that we are living in. There are so many different areas that we could touch on this. My fear is the distraction that Satan uses. And we talked about this a little bit ago. He gets us focused on things that are less important or should be. And while he has us distracted with fear of the minor, he is busy wreaking havoc elsewhere on the things that actually do matter. Freedoms being stripped away at every turn, things being forced, things being taken away. Everything seems a mess. I feel like while he has us focused on other things, pitting ourselves against each other on some things he's busy taking away implementing while we're not looking depending on who you talk to you will more than likely hear many different fears all of them warranted depending on what you have settled in your heart and that's I think that's the thing for me is people have fears and all of them are warranted But do we have to be there? I mean, just because something's warranted, does it mean that we have to have it? And that's like, you know, have we said in our heart that God is um, faithful, that he he knows exactly what's going on, just like with COVID? Um, Does he know? Did he know COVID was going to, you know, (laughs) know, we forget that (laughs) we how fast do we just throw our hands up in the air and around screaming, "Ah," you know, because we feel that things something this is out of God's control. He doesn't, he was, he's taken aback by it. He had no clue it was going to happen. So Psalms 56, three, what time I am afraid I will trust in thee. 
Psalm 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Psalms 23.4 Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Matthew 6.34 Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Time after time, he comes through with these verses, these truths, why do you think it is that we forget these things? I don't know. That's what irritates me. <laughs> <laughs> our flesh. Yeah. We, we know the truth, yeah. but yet our flesh gets in the way and fear takes over. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. I've got fear and worry will not change our circumstances. It just makes it worse if we continue to let it build up inside of us. Yep. And that's one of my irritations. I know what's true. I know what's right. I know he will take care of me no matter what. But I let fear continue to take control and it makes things a whole lot worse. It makes, I mean, fear, worry, stress, all of that does a lot of things to your body and your system yep. and it just messes it all up. And I think that Satan has a field day with that. Oh yeah. It drives me crazy. Mm. <laughs> very, the, those things are very unhealthy. They're, they're very unhealthy in many ways though. They're unhealthy spiritually. They're unhealthy physically. They're unhealthy mentally. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why do we always go back to those things that are the most fearful for us? You well, know, that's why I feel like I'm just so inadequate. When you said what you thought Lord was showing you on our next podcast, I'm like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I'm so inadequate because during these last few years, that's about all I've lived with is just fear and worry and doubt. And I just feel so inadequate to be able to sit here and try to explain to you women about, you know, what to do, but. I will try because I have to live by what I'm telling you ladies. So it's not a coincidence. Yeah. Well, it's like Gary says, before I preach this message to you, I had to preach it right, to myself. Right. And I think that's kind of like with me. And I felt that this is where God wanted us to go um, next with the podcast. But that's not because I've conquered it. You know, I, we we have our own fears, you know. Separately, I mean, there's a, probably a lot of fears that we have that are similar, but um, we have our own separate fears. And um, just because I've overcome in this area and you haven't, or you've overcome in this area and I haven't, doesn't, I think that makes us very adequate to be able to sit before um, each other, you know, just you and I this time, mm -hmm. you know, there's no other person. And that's kind of the way I wanted it to be. Um, and I felt that God wanted it to be that way, but this is such a sticky subject. None of us likes to talk about right. it. And, um, and we like to, it's, I, I don't really believe that it's that we try to act all high and mighty or holy. Um, I don't, I don't think that's it at all. I think that we just, we clam up when it comes to fear because we really don't want people to know that we have fears, but the only way to get past the Satan loves that. Mm -hmm. The only way to get past it and to settle those things in our heart is to talk about them, you know, cause they're real. It's, you know, the Bible says that there is nothing that you're going through that everyone else isn't going through as well. Mm -hmm. You know, there's nothing new, you know, it's not like, Oh, I have this new fear. 
You know, no one's ever had it before. Um, Only God knows about it. Only God can, you know, no, what I have, you have. And, and I think that I overcome here, you overcome there and we help each other, you know, get through these. That's why it's good to have a support group. Yeah. To help us through and talk and especially women. I think, you know, there's a, a really a need there for yes. support groups. Yes. Well, I think we live in an age now where, you know, before, you know, women just didn't talk about things. They didn't talk mm-hmm. about the things that were going on. And although I think that there's, I think that that standard at, in its time was a good thing because they were just trying to be the example that they were supposed to be. Um, I think that the ways of the world these days, you know, it's just like Gary says when he gets up there and preaches and says that the messages that were preached 50 years ago don't work for today because times have changed. And I'm sure that the messages 50 years ago, um, they had changed from the 50 years previous to that. So we live in a different, in a different time. Things are different. Um, we live in the information age at every turn. You can find anything, find out anything about anything. And most of it's false. That's the problem that it's I have. It's not good to go on the internet and look up your symptoms. It's not. <laughs> I know. Listen, I, I tried to do that one time and I'm like, listen, yeah. I'm, I should be dead. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I should it. be yes. dead. So I try very hard and I'm going to tell you, it's not easy when you start feeling something to not get on there, you know, yeah. Hey Google, what is this? Yeah, you know, exactly. but Google's, it's a bad thing. Yes. <laughs> it is a very bad it thing. It can be good in certain spots, yeah. but not for this. Yeah. Symptoms. <laughs> Anytime you're going to put Google and symptoms yes. in the same sentence, no, I think that you're, do you're, that. yeah, you're barking <laughs> up the wrong our mistake, ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's not going to help your fear. That's going to create gonna more fear. Yes. Yep. It's just going to give you another thing in your list that you're not going to be able to focus on um, the things that you actually need to work on from before. It's just going to give you, it's just going to add to your list. Right. And so. Well, on next podcast, we're hoping to talk about good fear and bad fear because there is such a thing. So we're excited about that. Yep. I'm so. very excited about that. So when I, when I was thinking about the title of this, you know, fear the Bible talks about it from both angles that we shouldn't have it and that we should have it. (laughs) So, and I think that, you know, to somebody that doesn't, is not in a relationship with Jesus Christ, even somebody whose relationship has just begun. Sometimes that's a little bit confusing. Um, and like I said, it takes, um, that longer relationship with him and getting to the point of falling head over heels in love with him and wanting to, um, be what he wants you to be, to be able to understand how that balances. Um, so many, I think that's the confusion in the Bible when someone wants to say, well, there's a, there's contradictions. It's because you're not in love with him. Right. When you're in love with him, that's when it's all going to start making sense to you. Mm-hmm. So many times people are like, well, this is confusing. This and that. And I'm looking at it like, I'm like, that's not confusing for me at all. It's just, it all fits together, yeah. you know? Um, but yeah, we, we are going to, um, in our next segment, talk about, um, fear. It's just what we need. We talked about, um, we need not fear this right. time and next time will be, um, fear. It's just what we need. Right. I'm excited. I hope you guys will come back and join us, um, for our next segment. We thank you for joining us for our goodness and gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. 
If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.